Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been delivering on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country and our communities. Heroes like Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. After responding to a domestic violence incident, he sustained fatal gunshot wounds. He left behind his expectant wife and two children. Thanks to the generosity of people like you, Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home, lifting a financial burden. As his loved ones mourned the decorated officer's loss, they welcomed a miracle, the child he would never get to meet. So many families need your help. Please help America's heroes and their young families. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. 95 cents out of every dollar you donate goes to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Wednesday, February 28th, 2024. Stand up for your country. Incredibly busy news day today. I got all kinds of stuff to tell you about. Hunter Biden testifying. We got his father, the president of the United States, saying stuff about crime. Uh, We got the turtle saying he's not going to be the uh, Republican leader in the Senate anymore. And let's start with that, and then I'll, I'll do the talking points memo on the sanctuary city situation. So uh, Mitch McConnell, 82 years old, uh, longest running power broker in the Senate on the Republican side. Uh, He's not going to uh, do that past November. He's going to step down. Now, whether he runs or not, his term is up in 2027. Okay, so three years away, six-year terms for senators, as you know. Now, I don't like Mitch McConnell, I've never liked him. I don't think he's looking out for you or me. I think he loves power, but I could be wrong. I don't know him very well. He did kill Kate's Law. We've been over that. I don't want to have to go over it again. If you have any questions about Mitch McConnell, Bill at BillOReilly.com, I'd be happy to answer them. But he is stepping down, and uh, I think Senator Cornyn from Texas got a good shot to uh, take his place, but that's just a guess. So the talking points memos of sanctuary city laws off the death 
of uh, Lincoln Riley, Lake and Riley. Um, this situation has haunted me. I, I, you know, I've seen a lot of terrible things in my career, uh, but Lakin's death in Georgia, I don't know why, it's just staying with me here. And I think it's because the incompetence and corruption that we see at the federal level now, and a lot of it's to do with President Biden, but not all of it. I mean, he's got a lot of people working for him that shouldn't be there. And then we have it at the state level. You know, Athens, uh, where the University of Georgia is, is a sanctuary place. And we'll show you a, a clip uh, in a moment about that. Um, and it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be any sanctuary places in this country. The federal authorities and the local and state authorities should cooperate in protecting us. Is that unreasonable? But they don't. So let's walk through it. All right. Now, in New York City, um, where this uh, vicious guy from Venezuela, Jose Ibarra, was. They picked him up for having uh, his stepchild on a motorcycle without a helmet and not secured in the motorcycle. If you can believe this, how reckless this is in New York City, it's beyond belief. The cops brought him in, okay? Child endangerment. That's a pretty, pretty hefty beef, but not for New York City. So the police did not call ICE. They knew he was an illegal alien. They knew he had come into this country and had no reason to be here, but they didn't call. Now, the New York City law says this, quote, NYPD may only respond to a federal detainer request after an alien becomes eligible for release from custody if the alien meets the following criteria. Never been convicted of a serious and violent crime, such as burglary, extortion, arson, or kidnapping within the past five years, or as identified as a potential match on the terror watch list. ICE provided NYPD with a judicial warrant for the alien, or the alien has been previously deported. So this guy didn't fall into any of those categories, and they just kicked him, all right? The cops just let him go. Hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens picked up for shoplifting, for domestic disputes, for whatever it may be, fall into the same category. Cops just, they don't. Now, what should happen is that the cops, as soon as they get an illegal alien under arrest, should call ICE and give ICE the option of picking the guy up. All right? Now, NYPD can't hold all these criminal aliens. They can't. They're out in the space. Rikers, they couldn't do it. But you can pick up the phone and say, we got... Jose Abara here, you want him. Come down and get him. No, because the far left New York City Council doesn't want that. They don't want any inhibitions of illegal immigration, even if there's criminality involved, they don't want it. So the guy taking the heat for this is Mayor Adams of New York City. And here's what he says. Go. We need to modify the, uh, the sanctuary city law that if you commit a felony, a violent act, we should be able to turn you over to ICE and have you deported. It is a right to live in this city, and you should be, you should be not committing crimes in our city. Well, he could do that right now by executive order, Adams. And the law backs him up. Here's the federal law. Ready? 8 U.S.C. 1373 prohibits states and local jurisdictions like New York City from preventing 
their law enforcement officials from exchanging information with federal officials on the citizenship status of individuals they have arrested or detained. Supreme Court upheld this position to 12 Arizona versus the USA. So Adams, all you have to do is write the executive order saying, hey, we're stopping this nonsense. And I'm ordering my police department every time they arrest an illegal alien to contact ICE. He's got the law, the federal law backing him up. No city council can do anything to him or the governor of the state, Hochul. Now, I don't know whether Adams even knows this. He should. But he could do it tomorrow. Snap. But no, he'd rather complain. Oh, not my fault. Oh, no. I, 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 we have to change. You'd have to change Jack. Just do it. Write an executive order. Give it to the police commissioner who will happily carry it out. And you're on the right side of the law, Mr. Mayor. Okay, think he's going to do it? No. They put politics above all of this. Now, down in Georgia. So the Athens mayor, Kelly Gertz, Democrat, is a sanctuary city person. All right. So this guy, Jose Abara, shows up, his brother, another Venezuelan, in the country illegally. They're in Athens, protected by that city. Okay, and now everybody angry because poor Lake and Riley was brutally and I mean brutally murdered. Roll the tape. While 2019 was not that long ago, you might remember the dynamic we were living in in the late teens in this country. Where you had the president of the United States speaking in the most vile terms about people who were foreign born. And you had that notion metastasizing in places like Charlottesville. When I was younger, I was a criminal. And you know what I thought about doing? Crossing the border to Mexico to get away from my crimes. Son, I'm going to ask you to leave. Jesus Christ, he saved me. And I no longer live that lawless life. But you do. Son, I'm going to ask you to leave. You are lawless, Mr. Mayor. And I mean, why would you elect a guy like that? Why? Who would vote? I I think he's through. I think his career is over. Georgia, by the way, voted for Biden last time. No way that happens again. But Trump just picked that state up because of this. If you are a Georgian and you're living down there in this traditional state, which Georgia is, you can't put up with this anymore. You can't. You got to throw them all out. So, you know, when I see this and I know what I know, uh, I'm, I'm, as I said, I'm almost haunted by this. Because it's not hard to correct the course we're on, but they will not do it. These politicians are craven and cowardly. They care only about themselves. They're not looking to solve any problems at all. And the number one offender is Joe Biden. Could not care less. Read my message of the day. And I tell you, the reason he isn't solving is because he doesn't care. And I list five other presidents who didn't care about severe problems as well. So I'm not just ganging up on Biden. Anyway, uh, this Jose Ibarra is being held in the Athens jail 
Ice is going to pick him up. Should have picked him up already. Um, you got to get him out of the local jurisdiction, and you got to get him into the federal system. And that's the memo. Did you know water heaters last about 10 years, refrigerators typically about 13? Every day in our homes, we rely on aging systems and appliances. I do. That means it's time to consider safeguarding your budget from unexpected expenses. American Home Shield has a solution. Pick a plan that's right for you. And when a covered item in your home breaks, contact their professionals to repair or replace it within the agreed-upon coverage limits. It's that easy to stay stress-free and limit budget-breaking surprises. Right now, take $50 off. Please go to ahs.com slash bill to save 50 bucks. That's ahs.com slash bill. $50 off any plan. American Home Shield Protect what you don't expect. See ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Uh, President Biden met with law enforcement, local law enforcement. He gave a, a speech. of. I, I watched the speech, and I, cu- I couldn't figure out what he was saying. I didn't know what he was saying. And I, I got two master's degrees. I have no idea what the man was saying. He, he's doing, I don't know. Of course, doesn't mention this and didn't call the Riley family. All right, it's been six days. Didn't pick up the phone or call him. So anyway, that's what he did. Uh, nothing there. Hunter Biden, bigger story. So Hunter Biden goes in, testifies uh, before the House Oversight and Judiciary Committees, Okay. He issues a statement. He gives a statement to the AP. And basically, the statement says, I never had anything to do with my father in business ever. My father didn't know what I was doing. He's completely innocent. And this whole thing is political. Not only is it political toward my father, it's political toward me, generated by MAGA people. And they just want to get us. And blah, blah, blah. And we're all innocent. We didn't do anything wrong. Just as I told you yesterday. It's exact. I mean, Maybe they were watching the No Spin News yesterday because word for word, what I told you would happen, happened. Now, the interesting part of this, and I will be able to report it tomorrow, I believe, is the Q&A, what the questions were. So I'll give you one example. So Hunter Biden said on his laptop that he was sitting with his father, all right, and shaking down some Chinese guy for millions of dollars. Well, were you sitting with your father when that happened or not? Now, Hunter Biden would have to say, no, I didn't. I made it up. But let's have it. Let's have it. Okay. I mean, the whole thing is absurd. And then the Democrats at lunch break run out and say, I told you it's nothing. Like Hunter Biden, you're basing your thing on? Bottom line on this is people believe what they want to believe. You all know that. There's not a Democrat that I know of in the entire Congress that wants to know if Joe Biden helped his son peddle influence. Not one. In our entire party. And on the Republican side, 
They've already convicted President Biden. They already say he's guilty. Now, I'm leaning toward that. I don't know if he got any money directly, but he certainly enabled his son to sell influence. <laughs> Come on. This is overwhelming evidence of that. Remember, this is an impeachment inquiry. But we don't have any smoking gun that there was cash that was passed along to President Biden by Hunter or Jim Biden, his brother. Not there. But the people who hate Biden already convicted some of them of that. So my job is to sort through all this muck, M-U-C-K, and bring you what is reality. And I think we're doing a pretty good job. Okay, we'll have a, a report, a comprehensive report on Hunter Biden tomorrow when I get to see the Q&A. That's important. Michigan last night, Trump waxed Haley, 68-27. Um, Biden, 81, uncommitted 13. Uh, conservatives, I was on Hannity and he was making, uh, we were talking about it. The 13% of Democrats who are uncommitted, half of that at least are the people, the Arabs who don't like Biden's Israel policy. Biden, believe me, he's not going to have any trouble with the Democrats. They're going to coalesce behind him. Fannie Willis, okay. Um, so this is ridiculous. She should have been taken off the Trump uh, conspiracy case already. I mean, there's no doubt there's misbehavior here all day long. <laughs> there's no doubt about it. Now, the judge who has to make the decision and we understand that the closing arguments are going to be Friday. This decision will be made next week. He's running for re-election in Fulton County. And it's a black county. And he boots Fannie. And what do you think? So Fannie might survive this because of politics once again. But Fannie and her boyfriend, this is so crazy, Nathan Wade, who has no experience, but she appointed him to investigate uh, the conspiracy charges against Trump and 18 others. Um, you know, I mean, come on. It's ridiculous. The whole thing is absurd. Here's what the governor of Georgia said on News Nation. Go. Well, I got to be careful about what I say here because I was subpoenaed uh, by Fannie Willis in the special grand jury. Uh, but it's hard to believe that a, a process that I think many people, including myself, believe is, is very political, regardless of the merits behind the case, has gotten even more political now because of uh, her actions and those of Mr. Wade and others. All right, keep in mind that the governor could fire Bonnie uh, Willis. Let's keep that in mind. He might be subpoenaed. He might have testified. Well, I know he'd fire. I'm the governor. Bonnie's you know, on vacation with her boyfriend. That's where she is right now. Okay, so an interesting part of this case has been underreported, but not by. Um, just the News, which is an internet operation, and I hope you're familiar with it. That's John Solomon. I've been on his show. He's been on my show. And so apparently, uh, Fani uh, sent Nathan to the White House twice, and maybe Fani herself went to the White House. So what's that all about? Press has ignored it to uh, totally, but Just the News uh, has filed the Freedom of Information Act to find out what that was all about, and John Solomon joins us now from Washington, D.C. So I have that right? Is that what you did? You you did. We filed a lawsuit this week with the help of the America First Legal uh, nonprofit law firm. And our goal is to get all communications between Fannie Willis's office and the White House 
regarding this prosecution. And the reason we have, uh, there's strong reason to believe that there were these White House contacts. Why? Because there are billing records uh, where Nathan Wade and his team bill for two meetings, one apparently in Washington at the White House, one uh, in Augusta, Georgia, right, where, where the Masters golf course is often held. Uh, and um, there is no explanation for what it is. And then in a ancillary court hearing, they revealed that there were at least two documents of communications between the Biden White House and Fannie Willis regarding the case. So uh, we put a Freedom of Information Act request in. They came back and said, we don't have anything. And we said, well, you said in court you had something. You have billing records. So we're going to court now to force the disclosure of these records. And it's important because this fact pattern that we have here is still a little vague. But if we can get to the document, it matches exactly what happened in the Jack Smith case. If you remember about a year ago, I think you, Bill and I, we talked about this. There is a moment where the Biden White House counsel tells the uh, National Archives, sick the FBI on Donald Trump over these classified documents. There's a very specific memo. It says, please give the evidence to the FBI. That initiates the FBI investigation that ultimately becomes the Jack Smith prosecutor. In all my years in Washington, I can't remember a time where a sitting White House, a sitting president, uh, asked a federal agency to go report their chief political rival to the FBI to get an investigation started. So we already have that in a fact and evidence, and now we've got these unusual White House contacts with a local prosecutor pursuing their chief political rival. Okay. The White House, as you know, keeps logs of everybody who comes in and who they, they visit and how long they stay. Is that part of the FOIA request? Because then you could get Nathan, you know, yeah. was he there? Who did he see? The Biden White House makes those logs available publicly. The, the names do not show up. So the assumption we have is that these meetings were not in the White House. They could be outside the White House. Clearly, a meeting in Augusta, Georgia is a long way from the White House. So the operating assumption we have from the facts that we have in evidence right now is that maybe these meetings were off campus somewhere where okay. the uh, so Secret Service logs do not cover We them. don't know if right. anybody from Fonnie Willis's office actually went into the White House but the guy right. billed the state of Georgia for a trip to D.C. But how did we get White House out of that? Did he say I met with White yep. House officials? Yeah, it's marked as a White House meeting. That's what it's marked wow. as. And then there's a separate one uh, as a meeting in um, Augusta, Georgia. So we're with trying White to House pursue officials there with White yes, House. He uses the term White House. Yeah, he uses really? the term White House. So that was we'll find out what that means. That wasn't but very was smart of him. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. Well, he, after watching him on the stand, there's a lot of indiscretions that this man is going to be answering for, I think. Yeah. One of the most important things is that in a court uh, 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 question and answer moment, they do acknowledge that they have two documents from the Biden White House. They didn't describe them further other than to say that there are two documents that came or were derived from the Biden White House. That's part of our lawsuit. We want those documents. We want anything having to do with setting up these meetings, what was discussed in the meeting, what the sure. follow-up with the Why meeting Why would is. a low-level low guy like that be meeting yep. with a White House official about what? So yeah. that's a big story. And, of course, I don't know of anybody but you that's really aggressively pursuing it, right? Not no yet. Other, no. I hope others follow us. I don't think Fox News has done it. Um, and that brings that brings me to Fatima Graves. Now, I told Ted Cruz and a bunch of other senators and congresspeople yeah. that the wife of Matthew Graves, the U.S. attorney in Washington, D.C., who was in charge of Hunter Biden's initial investigation and wouldn't take it, wouldn't do anything about it. 
has gone to the White House more than 20 times. Now, from my investigation, some of that had to do with Kamala Harris, because apparently Fatima Graves uh, is a buddy of of Kamala Harris. But she went there and we don't know why. Why would the wife of a U.S. attorney involved the Hunter Biden investigation go over to the White House more than 20 times? So I'd like you guys to get on that story. We are. Uh, after we talked earlier this week, I've got two reporters now on that. We have some Freedom of Information Act requests we've sent to the Justice Department. FOIA, a White House is exempt from FOIA, but we're working through the logs to see what other things happened around the time of these meetings to see if there's uh, some uh, uh, topical meetings that are going on. Is it Hunter Biden? Does Hunter Biden's lawyers come in around the time? We are deep in a dive on that, and we will stay on that. That is a All great right. lead that we got from you, Bill. I appreciate that, uh, John. I wish I could do it, but I don't have the staff that you have, and I'm not in D.C. Last question. How long does it usually take for the FOIA requests to be adjudicated finally? How long does it take? In federal court, it can be years. I have FOIA still pending from 18 to 19 that I'm litigating right now. Wow. Uh, in state law, like Georgia, Georgia's a very favorable open records law. And so we could theoretically see a resolution to this in the next three to six months, certainly before the election and probably before the summer. We feel very optimistic that we can get initial information discovery and the original documents out uh, that may result in more FOIAs, more discovery. But uh, we think this will be wrapped up by the summer. All right, John. Thanks very much. We appreciate it. Keep us posted on all fronts. And we'll do, Bill. Thank you. All right. So on March uh, 25th, jury selection begins in the Trump Stormy Daniels case. This is the hush money thing. Now, I was on Hannity discussing this. I brought it up and I said, you know, I think this is going to be it for Trump before the election, because this is going forward. But the other cases, Mar-a-Lago documents, conspiracy, Jack Smith, uh, all, all of that, the Atlanta thing is over, I think. Um, that's, they're not going to sit before the election. So I think this is the last one. I could be wrong. Now, I want to remind everybody that on February 23rd, 2022, two years ago, okay, the New York Times wrote an article. It's, it's really stunning about how Alvin Bragg, the ultra-liberal DA in Manhattan didn't want to bring the case. The Times said, quote, two prosecutors leading the Manhattan DA's investigation of former President Donald Trump and his business practices abruptly resigned on Wednesday amid a month-long pause in their presentation of evidence to a grand jury, according to people with knowledge of that matter. The unexpected development came not long after the high-stakes inquiry appeared to be gaining momentum and now throws the future into serious doubt. Prosecutors Carrie Dunn and Mark Pomerantz had submitted their resignations because the new Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg, indicated to them that he had doubts about moving forward with the case against Mr. Trump. Uh, and that's, I think that's true. It's anonymous sources because the New York Times does that all day, every day. Everything's anonymous over there. But I think this is true because the two guys quit. And Bragg didn't want the case from what I'm hearing. But he was ordered by the Attorney General of New York, Letitia James, to do it. It's just all of this stuff is so insane. So we're watching that. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumba I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, the House Foreign Affairs Committee Chairman Michael McCall is threatening Secretary of State Blinken with contempt of Congress for not handing over documents about the Afghanistan withdrawal. Uh, McCall had been after these for more than a year, Blinken stonewalling. Again, very underreported story. We're bringing it to you. We're watching the story. Does it get, do you get the feeling there's a lot of corruption going on in Washington right now? Now we have the Secretary of State. Won't hand over. Why not? Tell us what happened. So I hope McCall does, you know, put the contempt citation up. Maybe that's the only way to get it. Okay, let's pivot to smart life. So we want to keep you healthy. Yesterday we talked about your money. uh, And I hope you took my advice yesterday. It was an important smart life tip. Want to keep you healthy. And everybody knows that eating sugar um, is the worst. So it's going to, particularly as you get older and you can't work it off, uh, it's going to destroy your immune system. And... It's going to punish you physically, and you're going to suffer. You're going to hurt if you eat a lot of sugar. Little sugar, okay. We're not fanatics here, okay? But you got to get away. You got to wean yourself off. That means white bread, go for the sourdough. Pasta, I eat pasta once or twice a week, but I know it's turning to sugar, all right? But I'm, I'm moderating it, okay? So there are four uh, very healthy foods that can mitigate some of the damage we're doing to ourselves. We got this from healthline.com. First is broccoli, then onions, and sweet potatoes and carrots. Okay, so those are all reasonable foods. Come back to me. So broccoli is hard to eat just eating it. You got to cut it up, and then you got to throw a little bit of olive oil on it or, you know, butter, dairy. You got to watch it, okay? olive oil, put a little maybe Parmesan cheese on it, that kind of thing, all right? But you can't just eat broccoli straight. Onions, I can't eat onions. I have an Irish stomach. I eat onions or peppers. I'm in traction. But a lot of people eat onions, and apparently they're good for you. Sweet potatoes, I love sweet potatoes. I'm trying to find out whether sweet potato fries are better than regular fries. I don't know yet. But sweet potatoes are very good. And then carrots, here's what you do with a carrot. The carrot is... Um, you cut them up, and instead of getting the cookie or the, or the Fritos or whatever, you get the carrot, right? and then you dip it into some little thing you like, a little thing, not, not a lot, right? So maybe some blue cheese dressing or, you know, that, 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 and just dip in the carrot, boom, and it fills you up. So that's a smart life tip. want you to be healthy. Okay, let's go to the media. <clears throat> so there two studies last year on local media. Local news is what 
you get the weather, you get the local sports guy, uh, the anchors, and, and they talk about whatever's happening in your town. It's totally divorced from the national news. Okay, there's very, very little cross-pollination. I worked local for a while, okay, and then I went to national. And so I know the difference between the two. The national news, the three newscasts, ABC, NBC, CBS, they average less than 20 million people, all three of them, okay, a night. They're down about 16, 17 million. Local news still in some cities does okay, but it's falling too. So the study, uh, one was by uh, NORC. It asked, uh, do you uh, trust your local news? 41% say yes. 37, 37% don't know. And 22% don't. All right, then we had a uh, maggot poll. This is both last year. Trust local news. 54, yes. Um, 39, so-so. No trust, six. I do not believe that poll. And here's why. Magid, who took the poll, they service local news. They sell them anchors. So this is a, a fixes in poll here. I'm just telling you what the media is all about. Now, I, as I said, worked, um, I worked local news for, oh, I don't know, let's see, seven years before I went national. And the two best stations I was at was WCVB in Boston. And we talked to Phil Balboni, who now is our foreign news partner last week. And WCBS-TV, owned and operated by CBS in New York City. And my news director there was a man named Steve Cohen, who joins us now from San Diego. And I got your book. All right. Thank you. I Thank got you, your book. 50 years Good. in a newsroom, and you look it, by the way, a eulogy, <laughs> a eulogy. Yeah. Is, it, is it, is local news dead? Is it over? No, it's not, it's not dead, but the, but the books about the, the newsrooms that you and I grew up in and you and I knew, and those newsrooms were um, not mainstream newsrooms. You know, we, there was no mainstream. We created what news was to be, you and me and John Tesh and a whole bunch of people that are, that are now a generation of television news. And the reason that local news, I think, today needs a eulogy is let's remember what we were and perhaps we could get back to it. That's the problem. Uh, you know, the reason those numbers that you just read are so low is because you go from station to station. There's usually seven stations that do news now in a the market. They do about six to seven hours a day, seven days a week. Is they're all the same? Mainstream yeah, media has taken right. over, right? But, but it's all about money now for them. It's not about winning. You know, when I was working for you at Channel 2, the big kahunas were Channel 4 in New York, WNBC and WABC Channel 7. It was a fierce brawl to beat them in the ratings because you got overnight ratings every night. And we really were, you know, pushing it to be better than they were, more aggressive, better stories, all of that. That doesn't count anymore. All they want to do is make money. So if you're number three or number four, ah, and I think that's why the quality has dropped. I think, I think some, of it's, uh, some of it's about income for sure. And it's because the guys that own these big organizations, there's only like three or four. You know, you got Tegnus and Claire, 
Next Star, Byron Allen's in the game now. They all have the same zeitgeist. They all believe the same things. And therefore, the kind of journalism we did, and when we competed in New York, it was dog-eat-dog to get the best story. We didn't believe in official sources. We didn't trust anybody. We were skeptical of everything, including ourselves. We had wars in the newsroom over ideas and what we should cover. The newsrooms today are quiet places, Bill. They're, they're, a, place of they're a place of whispers and people using their thumbs instead of their intellect. If there is, in fact, any intellect extant in the newsrooms of America today. They're, everybody's, they're scared. They don't want to get fired. Now, at WCBS, when I was there with you, there wasn't any ideology. OK, Great. you didn't bring that at all. It was get the story and get it right. And God help you if you don't get it right. Um, you know, the anchor man, Jim Jensen, will lay you out. OK, right. and I never even do. Not one time did I think about ideology when I was working Channel 2. But there was an incident, and I'm sure you remember, where I asked Governor Hugh Carey, a Democrat, a very tough question about his poll numbers being driven down by his wife. Um, I remember. And I got marched in <laughs> to the general manager's office with you. And I looked at him and he goes, and he got a call from Bill Paley, the guy That's who right. ran CBS, That's saying, correct. get this punk O'Reilly under control. Do you remember that? I do. I remember it very well. And I, and you know, I had, I was very fortunate to have some history with William Paley, the chairman who sort of took a liking to me and got to know me. But I remember that meeting and I remember both of us sort of being quiet, but we didn't back down is my no. memory that we did not back down, that both of us stood shoulder to shoulder and said, look, this is legitimate. And we were back. And I, as far as I remember, the GM backed us, did he not? You know, he, he his heart wasn't in it. It was a guy named Ed Joyce who got uh -huh. promoted to CBS Dan Rather National News and hired me to right. go there. But that was a snake pit. That was yes. ideology. That was... I was so different than local. So I, I bet my audience would like to know what a pain in the neck I was to manage way back then. I was ridiculous, right? I, well, I think, I, yeah, you are. But the truth is that it's the other <laughs> difference between newsrooms is that you have to be firm, but you have to embrace people that are who they are. And what you brought to the newsroom was, one, you had a sense of humor. Right. So no matter how tough you were, you had a sense of humor. And second, you had a philosophy about what should be covered and what shouldn't. Well, that makes you hard to manage. Guess what? Tough. If you're in charge of a newsroom, you want people who are unique. You want people who are one of a kind. You demand people to be unique and different. We had uh, folks like Vic Miles and, uh, you know, and, and that were so, so unique and, and different yeah, in, in the way ever. they did. Warner, Warner, Warner Wolf in Warner sports Wolf. who invented, right. who invented modern, modern sports casting. You know, Tesh was on the, was, was leaving to, to, uh, to seek his dreams in entertainment. Uh, everyone had something else that was compelling and they were passionate about it. And even the anchors who were, as you grew up to be even more obtuse and even more crazy. Right. Uh, <laughs> but you know well, what? 
you, you had to find your voice, Bill. You had to find your voice. And all I tried to do, and in my 50 years as a news director, tried to do is let people find their voice because we and need the, the multiplicity of houses. Yeah, I say that. You were the best. The book is 50 Years, a newsroom, a eulogy. Uh, you want to know about local news? Steve Cohen is the man. And good to see you, Steve. Stay well. Thank you, and, Bill. Uh, I can't thank you enough for what you did for my career. I really appreciate that. Very and, nice. you, and, you embracing, and you embracing our friendship has meant so much. Take care, my friend. Okay. This day in history, uh, 332 years ago, February 28th, 1692, the Salem witch hunt began. Okay? Fascinating story. I wrote a whole book about it. You know that. So two little girls, Betty Paris and Abigail Williams, 9 and 11, under the uh, tutelage of a slave who took care of them, Tituba, began accusing adults of being witches. Okay? It lasted for a year, this hysteria. 200 people in Salem were arrested. 200, okay? 30 found guilty of witchcraft, 20 executed, if you can believe all this. And here's what I wrote in uh, chapter 5 of Killing the Witches. Fear descends, the Indians have again turned hostile. Reports that they are torturing Europeans are terrifying. Inside Salem, the Puritan village is being ripped apart by apprehensions, Indian attacks, starvation, winter cold. There is no central authority, there is no shortage there is a shortage of almost everything because of poor harvest. Once friendly neighbors are fighting over property, it is a perfect cauldron for witches and warlocks. That is from Killing the Witches. Perhaps the most brutal time in American history, you know, outside of war. Salem witch trials began 332 years ago today. Mail, final thought on... Uh, a concierge letter that came to me that I think you should know about coming up. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As the nation gears up for another election season, tune to the first TV for the best coverage on television. Get an exclusive inside look at the American political machine with Sean Spicer at 7. Unmatched analysis and historical perspective from Bill O'Reilly at 8. Then a bold, unapologetic take from Jesse Kelly at 9. It's must-see TV in primetime every night on the first TV. Watch the first on DirecTV Channel 347, Uverse Channel 1220, or DirecTV Stream. All right, let's go to the mail. We got Eleanor. I didn't know that The View was classified as news and not an entertainment program. ABC News runs The View. Uh, Glenda, you mentioned that President Obama deported a lot of migrants at a fairly secure border. If this is so, and Obama's people are part of the Biden administration, I don't know how they are allowing an open border. We know that Biden is not calling the shots. I thought it was people like Barack Obama. There is no evidence Barack Obama is calling any shot in the Biden administration. Not one shred of evidence. Now, some of his advisors are involved. But not him. I don't. And I'm not going to do that unless I see something. 
Sean Ryan, Green Bay, Wisconsin, last night on the No Spin News, you stated that you can't be fair to President Biden because the fate of the country is in jeopardy. Calling out the failings of the Biden administration is not unfair. It is speaking the truth. But here's my problem. I think he's so bad that I might be blinded to anything good that he does. I fight it, but I got to be conscious of it. Gabriel Martin, Ogden, Utah. I know you expressed that Biden is the second worst president, citing James Buchanan as the worst. While I initially agree with your analysis because Biden didn't do anything to prevent the Civil War, wouldn't uh, reasoning that the number of people hurt under Biden is more than the Civil War mitigate that? No. Civil War, yes. I mean, the casualty count on the battlefield, horrific, 750,000, something like that, killed and wounded. But a hundred years after those issues were not resolved. And it was horrible what happened in the South after the Civil War. And you'll see that in confronting the presidents. Doris, I think Nikki Haley killed her chances of being the nominee in 2028. People are going to remember her betrayal. What betrayal? She's the right to run against Trump. I mean, a week from today, she'll leave the race after Super Tuesday and endorse Trump. That's what I think is going to happen. Marissa, I have little faith that Jack Smith would be an honest person. He hit negative territory of me saying there was no similarity in a classified docs case. So let's see what he's got. All right. I think it's bogus, but I'm going to look at what he's got on the Mar-a-Lago documents. Uh, John Roulette. Waukee, Iowa. As bad as this immigration is, why is nobody talking about the disenfranchisement in the future? Because it's speculation what happens in the future. So we can't do that. Uh, Felix Kuk, K-U-I-K, Kuk, Massachusetts. I love you, O'Reilly, because you're real. <laughs> I'm real. <laughs> and I don't know if that's lovable or not, but I appreciate it, Phyllis. All right. Uh, confronting the president's pre-order. You get it first. We won't bill you till we ship September 10th. This book will, uh, you will be amazed by the stuff we've come up with in this book. Word of the day, do not be sardonic, S-A-R-D-O-N-I-C. When writing to me, Bill at BillOReilly.com, name and town if you wish to opine. Final thought in a moment. Okay, final thought of the day. We are asking you very politely to check out concierge membership on BillOReilly.com as an insurance policy for your life. We answer all kinds of questions, totally confidential. No one will ever know. You get an email directly to me, and within 24 hours, most of the time, we get right back to you. So I got an email from a guy in California. He said, we've owned an oceanfront three-bedroom Marriott timeshare on Maui for more than 16 years, and now we should sell it. Do you have any recommendations on how to best market the property? Well, I do. And I gave this concierge member, because I have been to Maui three times. I know the island. I know how the commerce is conducted. So I think I gave this guy pretty good advice. And that's a big investment. And we can do that for you, based upon my life experience. All right, so that's what concierge membership is all about. Thank you very much for watching and listening to the No Spin News. 
We'll see you again tomorrow with a special report on the Hunter Biden testimony. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.